0: Live from the spectacular studios of Hollywood, California, home of ghosts, haunts, and general cadavers, it is the, what is it, the second annual? Yes, the second time ever. It is the second time ever
1: fan mail, it came from the fan mail episode. <laughs> <Good>. I'm <laughs> glad we clearly checked it before we started. Let's try that again. No, let it go like that, I like that. <laughs> everybody. I'm so glad we're back for Paranoia Shop. Sorry we left you hanging for a little while. We've been caught up with some very important spooky things. Very, very spooky. This is Mr. Monsieur Aaron Waltke. And this is Mr. Goddamn-blooded American-don't-say-fancy-words-for-Mr. Chad Quant. How Secret are you doing? Uh, welcome to Paranoia Shop. If for every reason it's your first time joining us, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to read fan responses. You guys who have talked to us through the Twitter, through email... Uh, finding our personal Facebooks Which is a no-no And talking to us All great And it was sending us some awesome things So today we're going to address As many as we can Sorry we haven't gotten to them sooner
0: First of all We were just absolutely overwhelmed By mm-hmm. the responses that we've gotten Since our last fan mail episode Here at Paranoia Shop The one-stop shop for all things Spooky, <laughs> conspiratorial And generally weird The first episode We got some great responses But as soon as we put that up We got a deluge a An absolute biblical Flood of emails, personal stories. So I would venture to say this one is even more jam packed and it's very, like, deeply personal. Like, there's a lot of these stories that happened directly to our
1: listeners. Yeah, someone confessed to murder in the emails. We might not read that one, but someone confessed to
0: murder. We'll just abstain from mentioning the name of the victim and the murderer.
1: Yeah, enough of the details, but you'll still be able to put it together if you're a detective trying to find that elusive yellow king
0: what we're saying what we're saying is we are the zodiac killers yeah every episode we always say hey if you like paranoia shop be sure to tweet us at at paranoia shop or at our personal twitters at good aaron or at quantum theory or email us at paranoia shop that's s-h-o-p-p-e at gmail.com but we're always delightfully surprised when people actually email us. It's great. Because that's why we do this. We don't get paid, as you may know. We don't get paid any uh, amount of... We get like paid in gratitude. like to keep the
1: illusion that we're making money off of this. We're,
0: we are hot to trot. We're making gold bars. Okay.
1: All right. Let's jump into the first email. The first email is a juicy one. Again, a few months old. So sorry, we're going to work on that. Uh, Alex Hegley sent us this awesome one about Fallout, which... Uh, I worked on the series. I don't know if you know. Yeah, he
0: was a... Chad, believe it or not, as he was working on Fallout New Vegas, I believe it was, right? Mm -hmm.
1: I worked on Fallout 3 and New Vegas. Okay. Uh, He cast a
0: hex on... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the game as it was being shipped out so and all the hex of this- was
1: all of the characters have the same di- lines of dialogue <laughs> and they'll say them all from different character models you're welcome that's one of the major problems of the fallout series but he
0: also imbued it with demon magic so anything that you hear from this email is absolutely true
1: many players of the evil persuasion know that you can kill three dog the radio announcer from the game What most players do not know is that under certain circumstances gnr will become a numbers station Number Station is a station that broadcasts an unusual coded message. Again, see, that episode we did, it's pretty good. When you tune in, you'll hear an old, familiar voice. Three Dog, oh my god, Three Dog. Despite the fact that you killed him earlier. However, you will quickly notice he does not seem to be in character. So I guess it's not technically Three Dog, but just the voice actor, Eric Dellums. He reads a series of numbers in a monotone, depressed sounding voice. He always recites a list of single digits between 9 and 12 characters long. For example, 9379172034. He never uses a multi digit number like 11 or 40. These numbers are followed by widely varying lengths of Morse code. This is then followed by the song I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire, which is also in the trailer for the game. All of the music tracks seem to be inactive on the numbers station. The Morse code was the easiest part of the mystery to crack, as the code is widely available and many people actually know it by heart. Some of the messages, however, are quite sinister, such as "The Queen has died today. The world mourns, and as on days like these, we are all Brits." Or "I can't believe they've actually done it. Not long left. The noise. I can't take the noise anymore. I have a pistol in the attic." Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: So there's a character in this video game, Fallout 3. It's a. If you're not familiar with it, it's a free-roaming sort of sandbox RPG where you you can control a character who just roams around and there's a character that you meet in it, in this game called Three Dog who broadcasts like a radio signal that you can listen to as you're going through the game. You can actually kill 3-Dog, and apparently after you kill him, his ghost starts speaking in this monotone voice. He, it becomes a number station, and people crack the code, and he's now saying these weird messages. Expensive. To me, that so far, that just sounds like an Easter egg. That doesn't sound...
1: I mean, it's kind of yeah, a creepy Easter egg. There's more to the story, I guess. Just recently, a player on the wiki forums noticed a message that brought to light the meaning of the messages. He was reading a thread that collected all known messages transposed from Morris to English, and he saw the line 1255282010. What you talking about? You'll be missed. He realizes this referred to the recent death of Gary Coleman, and then quickly realized the numbers were the time and date of death. What? Wait a second. He immediately scanned through the messages to try and find more examples of this apparent future telling by a game that's more no. of a year old. Enough. This is great. The next message he read shocked him and pushed him to enlist the aid of others to decipher the codes. The message was 9454202010. Accident in the Gulf. Several dead. Oil spill apparently adverted. He realized this was the BP explosion and the erroneous day one assessment that the well was not leaking. So wait a second. So, so far, so far, Fallout 3 is predicting the future.
0: The, Fallout 3 has become Nostradamus. Yes. Like yes. Th- this weird Easter egg has become a future prediction thing. It's predicted mm-hmm. the death of Gary Coleman mm-hmm. predict it predicted the BP oil yeah. explosion. There's,
1: there's more. Numerous members of the Fallout Wiki board began looking over the messages to see what else we could learn. We quickly found that most dates were after the game had been released, yet oddly some were from the past. Twenty-two fifteen, April 15th, 1865. He's dead and blame will probably be placed on that actor, Booth. Johnson better not cheat me out of the payment. What? So this I- shed new doubt on the official version of the Lincoln assassination. Wow. As the community quickly started piling up interpretations of the messages, the mods of the site summarily banned everyone who had posted in or had even read the thread. All reference to the number station was removed from the Fallout Wiki, and what? the filtering software is put in place to prevent preposting of any relevant information. No. A few people ever are trading emails and slowly finishing the translation of the <laughs> messages and putting dates to the existing ones. Here's, here's all of them. The queen has died today, the world mourns, and on days like these, we're all Brits. 402 March 19th 2014. Wait, so that's,
0: obviously that's not real. That was that, that, that was
1: suggesting happen. that on March 19th this year the queen, the queen was going was to gonna die, but that didn't happen. Yeah, but I mean, I guess this was before then, so that was before be then. That was like, oh my god, yeah. it's going to happen. Uh, have you watched my YouTube video yet? I uploaded myself kicking bums and nuts. Is from 2416 December 24th 2012. Did someone die on YouTube from like a I, ball explosion? I don't know. I can't believe Britney's actually won an Oscar. 2133 February 27th 2023. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) All right. I can't believe they've actually done it. Not long left. They were warned. They just had to keep pushing the boundaries of science. The noise. I can't take the noise anymore. And the light, dear God. The universe is slowly unraveling around us. I'm not going to wait for death. I have a pistol in the attic. This is actually the only message not proceeding by a string of numbers. Well,
0: I have to assume that that was some reference to, like, the that Large Hadron Collider or something like it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess it's just, like, that's a generic one. we like, what is that supposed to be? Or is that's, that's hinting it? us at something that we haven't seen yet. It's pretty crazy. I mean, the problem is this is one of those theories where, like, it's all the evidence is lost. So it could be the worst. Yeah. There's totally a number station in Fallout 3. I believe that. Right? And I'm sure there was something where they are going to plan something in it. Or... Mm-hmm. Maybe they were just setting up a, yeah. a a thing, or maybe someone was just messing with someone, and they realized there was like this gap in the radio. I
0: will say though that whole Gary Coleman thing, and uh, I want to believe,
1: I want to believe this is yeah. true. Yeah. Well, so what does that mean? That means that someone with Nostradamus powers works at works Bethesda, at
0: Bethesda, the
1: video game company, and was trying to spread the word and couldn't do it just out in the open because that would just ruin the timeline. Yeah. And he realized that,
0: like, Nostradamus, you know, had the uh, court backing him, and so his predictions got out there. But he was like, I only have viral marketing, so I'll just pretend this is an ARG and get the truth out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I wish I could actually have some insight, or maybe I actually knew about all of that all along. Uh, yeah, Chad, you have, you worked on the game. I am also listed as a producer uh, wait, on the are, show. Wait,
0: did you plant this stuff?
1: Is Next that- question. <laughs> Uh, I'll actually go with the next one we had was real straight, also from Alex Hagley, who said So today, someone in my household had told me to come downstairs. When I did, he had a chunk of snow in his hand, then told me to watch what he does. He then put a lighter to it, then instead of all of it melting, it started turning black and smelt like burning plastic. What? I then asked where he grabbed the chunk, and he said that the freshly dropped snow from the deck. What could this mean? Oh my Your god. Your friend is a mage. <laughs> Your friend is a snow mage. Befriend him. That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, we're, so let's figure this out. All right. So the so okay. Snow so, was burnt instead of melting, it became a black hardened type material. Yeah.
0: So his friend goes outside. He's like, "Oh, it's snowing." He scoops up some snow, mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Wait, this doesn't feel like snow." And then he has a lighter on him mm-hmm. and just starts igniting the snow, and it <laughs> it's turns. Also,
1: like, if he didn't have nothing happen there, he looks so dumb. So imagine your friend had brought you the snow and then he lit it on fire and then nothing magic happened he looks so dumb he's like <laughs> hey look what i just figured out you're like yeah
0: snow melts yeah
1: good job and then you just walk away but
0: like, the oh. fact that the snow just turned into black ash or black melted plastic and it smelled acrid as soon as i read that i was like that sounds like an industrial accident to me so I actually wrote back to Alex and asked him if he lived near a factory. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he actually did write back to us in another email in which he said, no, I actually don't live near a factory and he's not the only one who's observed this.
1: What? Okay, if you go to,
0: He said, if you go to YouTube and look it up, you will find numerous videos of people who have found snow that turns into burning plastic. So let's look it up now. All
1: right, let's look it up now. Uh, oh God, here it is. Fake, wait, fake snow that turns black and doesn't and melt. doesn't melt. All right, this is January 30th, 2014. I decided to take the snow challenge. I placed a few ice cubes beside it to see if we have the same effect here. Here's snow that we've gathered from outside. I love his black tattoo on his hand. I'm gonna put the lighter to it what
0: oh my god so what? he is
1: it looks like styrofoam it looks like 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 kind of model snow
0: oh weird instantly starts
1: turning black
0: what no It, it, kind of,
1: just it kind of like smells just like PVC it kind of becomes pipe. yeah, yeah he, <laughs> i like his demo like his control group is and here's an ice here's compromise. an ice cube
0: in the ice cube, i melted so it so
1: see this is a real fire it does have a very bad plastic smell smells just like pvc pipe so that's weird kim snow kim snow uh, so it's kim trails wait so is the thing on facebook like all snow everywhere isn't real have we <laughs> been duped no i guess i haven't
0: burnt snow in a while here's how i would explain this okay I, I got a good
1: i got a good theory But we'll go for it
0: i think that you can explain this with simple physics as you are melting snow you're evaporating any stuff that would drip off and that acrid smell and stuff is the leftovers that's from the gas that's in the butane
1: in one of these videos this lady puts it in the microwave that's the worst thing to do oh my god is it
0: exploding
1: what it is would happening still have heat like it would still give off heat I don't know. I mean, I guess this could just be a bunch of crazy people. It's also likely, let's say it's a uh, a factory with some sort of terrible runoff, like a plastic synthetic Uh chemical that goes into the water supply that gets brought up into clouds. So when it rains and turns snow in in cold areas, you get this sort of weird synthetic thing. It's not really snow or it's like modified snow. So
0: you think it's like fake snow. So your theory is that some chemical plant.
1: Yes. Burned has infected off, the water has, supply. Has sent
0: megatons of chemicals into the air. It's gotten up into the stratosphere. I'm saying they
1: put it into the water, or which into is the water cycle, and then that gets brought and up. And it
0: gets into the water cycle, mm-hmm. and now all snow, when it falls, is just permanently, like, parts per million has this chemical. Okay,
1: in it. someone needs to explain this, because I'm getting kind of freaked out about this fake plastic snow though. And then also everyone forgot about it? Like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not winter anymore, Chad.
1: I know, but I would out still sight, be talking about it.
0: There are just hundreds of... Oh, there's just an old woman just smelling it and going,
1: Oh, Alex, oh! I mean, not to not to cast judgment on her. She definitely looks like she's just crack rocking it.
0: Yeah, that looks like a crack rock. Okay. That's I mean,
1: not snow, though. All right, we're gonna put some videos up on the Paranoia Shop website. That you is, tell
0: us your theory. The and
1: years. Alex Hegley, if you have more of this, you should make a make yourself a new Aaron Brockovich. Pull yourself down shirt down. Show yeah. a little like a little cleavage. Be, and, Alex, uh,
0: be Alex Brockovich.
1: Yeah, and this, and take that factory that's somewhere in the hundred mile radius of your town. Even if you don't live near one, there's got to be one somewhere. Find it and start testing. So, thank you, Alex Hagelin. Thank you, Alex for that, Hagelin. <laughs> that weird, weird phenomenon. Another one from Brian Espinoza says Me and my brother were outside at night waiting for a meteor shower okay. that we never saw. Well, so you messed up. And we looked up at the moon while a cloud was over the moon, and we saw a circular rainbow that went around the moon. Whoa. All right, all right, all right. All right. So, no meteor shower. No, you're not seeing any so meteor So, you were shower. just outside. There's the
0: moon is moving across
1: the sky. We're not smart people, so I'm going to search cloud moon.
0: Let's do cloud moon rainbow.
1: Cloud moon rainbow, which is definitely not a sailor moon attack.
0: (laughs) It may be a sailor moon attack, actually. Oh, here it is. Other people have observed this. Moon plus cloud equals rainbow.
1: Wait, wait, wait. No, this could make sense, right? Because rainbows are are created by light. A fraction
0: of light through water vapor, which is what clouds
1: are. So a cloud would be, right? That's that's totally possible, right? That
0: being said, that looks very eerie. It looks like a rainbow spotlight.
1: Cool. When you say rainbow, you think the strip. This is really more of like a rainbow filter over the moon. It's not yeah. even that it's like a guy sl- first thought like, oh, you mean like a Saturn belt around the moon? You just saw a rainbow belt. That's messed up. The moon,
0: the moon has a belt like Saturn. A
1: rainbow now, yeah. That's what I first thought he was describing. And now looking at it like, oh, it's kind of like you put an Instagram filter over a picture of the moon, but with a cloud passing over it. It definitely it looks-, looks like the end of days. Like it does if dark side came in through a boom tube, the moon turns rainbow red. Oh man, foggy. it is it is the rainbow bridge. What if it was
0: Thor coming? Oh my god. Thor's Thor, check your backyard to see if there are any Nordic runes on the ground
1: and it could be that Thor just came into and our And hope that it's Sif cuz man oh man Sif. A hot girl who's like badass warrior chick oh. and is basically Wonder Woman. I want to
0: hang out with Thor.
1: I want to hang out with Heimdall. I want to hang out with be- Who's the fat guy with the beard? I know, I- Thor friends. I'm looking up Thor, Thor friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Volstag is who I was thinking of.
1: Yeah, Vols yeah, everyone wants to be friends with Volstag. So it could be Volstag. But you really Thor to be-
0: probably wouldn't come into your backyard, but Volstag probably would. Well, let's know, go go investigate. Look for any kind of like Nordic Nordic runes. If you see like a hammer that you can't lift. You might no, actually though
1: you might be able to lift it if you are if you are pure of heart. Yeah, if you're actually really great, you can become Thor. Yeah. Yeah, dude, let us know. Do some more investigation. Take some pictures next time, please. Take some photos
0: of the moon. If you send us a photo of like a Nordic rune in your backyard, we will we'll send, believe you. We'll we'll believe send you. A like, we'll send you a t shirt. I'll
1: make a t shirt. I'll and we'll go send, there. Yeah. Just for a chance of SIF. Another email from Travis Moody says, Hello, shopkeepers. I Hello. like that's actually a name. Just wanted to pop in and say how much I enjoy your show. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you. I am looking forward to the next Weird Russia, and I really think you should look into what the Air Force did during the Cold War. It has been reported that they were ordered to shoot down any UFOs they came in contact with so that the Russian military could reverse-engineer the technology. Ah, uh, the old reverse-engineered
0: UFOs. I mean, that makes
1: yeah. sense. I would, yeah. If I was in charge of the army... I'd say, yes, capture any strange things. I want to have a spaceship.
0: Especially if you're like Stalin or Khrushchev. And yeah,
1: or if you're just in you're in technological nowhere. You would just need a leg up. Would that mean like the U-2
0: spy plane fiasco was actually like a UFO that they Refresh shot me at? on the
1: U-2 spy plane fiasco.
0: The U-2 spy plane fiasco, which the band U-2 was named for, a U-2 spy plane was flying over Ru- Russian territory illegally and taking spy photos and then the russians shot it down much as you're describing ufos were shot down one of our pilots was captured and the spy plane was also captured along with any technology that it had on board
1: which was probably just an alien best friend that he had befriended yeah the it's, the movie. it's
0: possible that it wasn't a spy plane at all but in fact was a ufo that he was hanging out with just and,
1: hanging out being best butts
0: yeah and they're like hey let's go to russia's like i don't know man they don't like us <laughs> over there and then just like yeah, it'll be it'll be fine bro
1: I'd watch that movie. Let's start writing that movie. Continue this letter. I remember hearing about this story somewhere on the net, and would love to see if you guys could find something cool about it. Your podcast filled my morning drive with laughter and the occasional WTF moments. Thank you very much. Keep up the good work, and don't worry, I'm sure you guys will get more viewers. That's oh, a, that's, I know you meant that positively but like, Don't worry, you guys will get viewers <laughs> somewhere. You guys somewhere. will get there. <laughs> Another email from Stephen Smith. I saw a tweet about maybe collecting personal stories from listeners, so I thought I'd share my ghost story. Ooh, this is a personal ghost mm. story. It's the only paranormal thing that's ever happened to me, but it's stuck with me for a long time. Way back in the year 2000, when I was still at the tender age of 13, I was walking around my old neighborhood late at night with a friend. It was a fairly rough neighborhood, and we were getting up to some hood rat shit. Vandalism, trying to score weed, trying to get hood rat girls to show us their breasts. That Classic. sort of stuff. Classic you were way cooler at 13 than I was. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to play Pokemon Snap. I think I was trying to be Kingdom Hearts 1 at that time. It was probably around 1 a.m., and after hours of this, a few cops spotted my friend and I and just started chasing us. And we start running. We ran toward a small wooded area at the edge of the neighborhood. So as we head towards these small woods, which were somewhat foggy at the time, never a good sign... My friend veers to the right and goes back into the neighborhood, but I run into the woods. You're dead. You're dead. You're dead. For some reason, the cops just stay on me and ignore my friend. Perhaps because my tennis shoes made an odd squeaking sound. Not unlike Cell's feet in Dragon Ball Z. I don't remember that reference, but now I will find it. I,
0: I think that that was a weird quirk of that
1: character. As the cops chase me, I keep running deeper and deeper into the small woods, planning on coming out the other end and then going around the edge of them back into the neighborhood. But these woods keep on going. As I'm standing with my shoulder against that tree, I feel something that immediately registers as a hand on the back of my neck. I spin around, scared poopless, to find nothing there. From shit to poop on that one. I like that. I like it. Poopless. (laughs) To find nothing there. I'm fairly winded and started to feel a bit lightheaded. After I stood there for a minute to collect myself, I started hearing odd noises. After all these years, I may remember it wrong, but to me they sounded like women crying and heavy things falling on soft ground. Oh, God. Cries and thuds. Cries and thuds, cries and thuds. So a monster is wearing women's shoes, and, live
0: women's shoes. And is
1: impersonating
0: his victim's last
1: moments. <laughs> no, they're, I think they're alive. I think he is, oh, like, ties up women alive to the shoes and just like, walks on them. Then I started hearing footsteps in the leaves and sticks on the ground. So I took off in what seemed to be the opposite direction of the footsteps, only to find myself again running an impossible distance in such a small wood. So now you're just in some sort of like endless time loop. It was like I couldn't get out. I know I wasn't running in circles because I could see streetlights from my neighborhood through the trees. I just couldn't seem to get any closer to them. So again, I stopped, winded, needing to collect myself. But this time, I put my back against a tree. Okay? But again, I hear those noises. Cries and thuds. Cries and thuds. Cries and thud.
0: That's a classic horror story trope.
1: Yeah, I know. After what felt like an eternity, I started to quickly walk toward the lights for the neighborhood, but started running again when I heard the footsteps again. <laughs> it cell's foot. After ways, I tripped on something on the ground, screamed, presumably like a girl, and crawled a short distance before getting back to my feet and running again. The whole time I kept hearing the footsteps and the noises. The footsteps never sounded like running, just heavy strolling, and noises never seemed to intensify or wane. This time I made my way out of the woods. The cops were a million about, but I got away undetected and ran to my house. Man, these are some determined cops though. So they're just like hanging out. Just yeah. like, I was all dirty and my shoes were caked with mud. Aw oh, man, you're nice kicks. The next day, I asked my friend what had happened to him. He told me he got picked up by some cops, and they took him home and made him wake up his parents so they could tell the police how bad he was and how he'd done goofed by breaking curfew. Later that day, the local news was covering a grisly story about a woman's torso being found. Oh, God. Just a torso. And they found it in the same goddamn woods. I spent what felt like all night pissing my pants in just the night before. Wow. Okay. Jesus. The story was big news for several weeks, but eventually the local news and papers just stopped talking about it years later in 2001 i got in contact with a cop that i met on jury duty for a murder trial oddly enough that's my dream actually is being on jury duty for a murder trial (laughs) you would be the 12th man yeah oh man 12 angry men for sure and inquired about that torso he actually did me a solid and looked into it for me he pulled the file for the case and told me pretty much every detail since it was now a cold case eight o'clock tuesdays on cbs the woman was identified but the murder and motive never were She had been dumped there that same night it was in those woods, after being killed and dismembered somewhere else. The rest of the body was never found. And worst of all, it matched a case that happened a few years later in another state, but the victim in that case was never identified, so no leads were found in that murder. Those woods were eventually mostly cut down, but I still avoid that area whenever I'm back in my old neighborhood, and I would never go near there at night. I don't believe in ghosts or hauntings, but I believe in what I experienced. And to this day, I sometimes lay a night wondering what if I tripped over those woods, was that woman's torso. That is Ooh. super spooky. Even if you made that wow. up Pretty good story. Even if you made that up, pretty good so, story. Not even a ghost. You were there for a murder.
0: You were there for a murder. You you traipsed through some sort of murder graveyard slash butchery charnel house that was in the woods. Mm-hmm. You yeah
1: a small step. plot of woods and that was definitely where like if i was a murderer i'd go yeah right here this is the place in the to woods. in the woods and drop it off what would have been really terrifying other than that that's pretty even if you made that up that's pretty good would be if the torsos kept appearing in whatever state you were in or like if you moved and then that murder appeared again in the city you were in like it was like following you how terrifying would that be i'm based off of this terrible short indie horror movie i saw uh, that a friend's dad was in in south bend where a devil dog was essentially, like, bringing body parts to its master. So the whole movie is just, like, this guy in a fake wool bear suit just bringing, like, torsos to people and just, like, leaving them on their desk. <laughs> that's the scariest part so of it. So that's what
0: was happening to Stephen Smith.
1: Yeah, uh, that's... Dude, if you have any more details on it, please send our way. If you can find, like, the actual murder story or... Yeah, like, we will gladly talk about oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Another email. Michael Andereg. Says, hey guys, this is at Michael Anderegg from Twitter, the Doge dude. (laughs) I like that. Oh, yes. Real quick before we get into this,
0: Michael Anderegg sent us our first official donation to Paranoia Show. Oh, I
1: know. Every other person on the internet is like, we need donations to run the podcast. We We don't need donations, but
0: we're glad for them. Michael Anderegg sent us the extraordinarily appropriate (laughs) (laughs) cryptocurrency of doge
1: coins two thousand doge coins 2300 right? doge coins yeah that's pretty crazy i don't know what we're gonna do with them yet we had to find like some place i i found a place you can buy spin doge coins
0: but just so you know you listeners at home doge coins thanks to michael andreg are now the official donation currency no, what i
1: didn't say a paranoia shop i don't know about this
0: please send us more cryptocurrency we accept all cryptocurrency i'd rather
1: them be rather be coin I not really have the Coinye West coin that got, like, sued by Kanye we, West.
0: We gladly accept all cryptocurrencies. So, Coinye, Dogecoin, Bitcoin. Dodo 2 compendium points. All money that's not really money but could be money. <laughs> we love that money. So, if you want to make our day, send us the weirdest cryptocurrency you can find.
1: Pirate treasure coins, when you combine them together, turn into a map, like a like a locked gem. Yes. That'd be great.
0: If you could send us some, some sort of cryptic triptych we will gladly accept it so medical thank you so yeah. much for that that was awesome
1: uh, anyway uh you sent an email but a year ago i worked with a dude that was effing insane chemtrails nwo shit harp you name it he's into it all uh, things we've covered on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, i refer to him as bsid or batshit insane dude okay so beast we'll call him bsid one day i was minding my business in my office when i hear it's the fucking arch i swear to god <laughs> what Being as that we are in St. Louis, I had to know what the hell this dude was talking about, so I peeked my head out my door. Mistake. Turns out I had stumbled into an argument he was having with another one of my coworkers about how the Arch controls the weather... And one day, the government was going to wipe all the unwanted out of the city. That's, so wait, the St. Louis Arch. Yeah, St. Louis Arch, which, by the way, is very uncomfortable to ride in as a kid. I went into it.
0: Oh, yeah. You, the elevator goes sideways. It goes,
1: it like, well, it goes sideways because it goes up at an angle, but also like, you're in some sort of kind of like, it's like a dumbwaiter elevator. Yeah. I remember as a kid going like, this is terrifying. And, if, you, uh, if you're claustrophobic, don't get on the St. Louis Arch elevator. Yeah.
0: So this guy believes that the St. Louis Arch controls a weather the machine weather. machine
1: that'll also take out the wicked. I looked at my office mate and shrug. Mistake number two. And B Sid saw it. He sprints to my office door and starts trying to get me to agree with him, which also imagine just like this like kinda of poor I'm just in my mind he's portly. Oh, just yeah. like just like <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> definitely like a Confederacy of Dunces, dude. Yeah. Here is the conversation word for word. Hey, Mike, you are a smart dude always doing that computer shit you do, <laughs> his job. You know the Arch controls the weather, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, know. everyone knows that. This idiot thinks I'm messing with him.
0: You know that it controls the weather.
1: I like how he tries to win you over first. Like, you're a smart individual. You're a smart fella. Needless to say, I disagreed. It was probably called a government shill as he wandered <laughs> off into the warehouse. Three months later, spring had set in, and we were having some serious tornado weather. We were currently under an active warning, and Beast had decided he would not go into the center of the building, but he would stand on the loading dock out back and wait for the arch to do its work. (laughs) so he was just so this guy was like
0: you know what bad weather i'm just gonna stare at that arch well, and wait for it to so clear the it up. Is,
1: does he think like he can't help himself he might as well just enjoy it or is he like it's checking out the wicked people i'm not a wicked person i'm gonna be okay you guys just hang <laughs> over here that's that's amazing so what happened my boss had become fed up with this whole situation and fired him on the grounds that our insurance does not cover the reckless behavior he was displaying so bisa got fired for trying to do that if you read this, thanks. Your show is one of my favorites on the Explosive Network. Well, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Also, tell Joey to open some kind of donation account. I would happily give money to you guys. I'll just tell you right now, Joey probably wants Steam games. Yeah, just send him Steam games. Weird, find weird Steam. Wait, I want Steam games. S- send, send us Steam games. We'll right. right. make sure Joey's uh, enough. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Please, if you guys have any other like, my favorite thing, honestly, and that part of the reason we started the podcast was the idea of. We loved finding just like the loons, the loons on the internet, or those people with fan theories. This
0: guy got fired over his belief. He just abandoned all work and just was like, "Yep, gonna happen anytime now." <laughs> That, that that weather That's, machine over there is gonna take
1: care of everything. I wish someone did that for all natural disasters. Like, nothing I can do. The is just gonna take all you uh, Jews away. So like, like Earthquake's good. Just like stand there to finally Like desert.
0: he wasn't even angry about it, it seems like. It, at first it seems like he hated that the St. Louis Arch controlled the weather, but then he was actually glad for it. He treats it like a garbage truck. Like Yeah. I don't wanna deal with that garbage. <laughs> Wow, it worked! Whoa, 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 where'd you come from? Dang it, one of you shut up. Sorry. Hey, listeners, like science fiction? Or books? Or science fiction books? Or romance novels? No, we don't want that. Or mysteries? Aaron, that's not what we're doing. Or autobiographies? No, we're doing a science fiction podcast. Or fantasy? Well, I guess we could do some fantasy. Or dramas? No, science fiction. Or realistic fiction? Aaron, shut up. Or Japanese death poems? I swear, if you say one more genre, I'll use the time ray on you. That's it. Ah, I'm exact. exact. Listen, if you like sci-fi, then check out our podcast, My Arms Are Lasers, where we explore works of science fiction. You can find us at Explosomagico.com, along with many great and funny shows.
1: Let's read books. (laughs) Another email from Matt Flanagan says, hey guys, big fan here. I found videos regarding a weird secret organization called Cicada 3301. What? Already terrifying if you call it Cicada, because Cicadas are... We already <laughs> said the most horrifying bug in the animal universe. Comes up every seven years, rise from the ground. Yeah, totally the most terrifying thing. Evidently, they're an organization looking for intelligent code breakers. Interesting. Why, though, is anyone's guess. Speculation has been that they're either a hoax or some type of secret government organization like MI6 or NSA. This video explains the gist of it in pretty good detail, though it doesn't have any info or anything that happened this year. There have been a series of codes each year since 2012, and I don't know if 2014's codes have been broken. So let's watch the video.
0: So this organization, Cicada, will just put up codes and wait for people to break they, them. They
1: put out secret codes and hope that people will like crack them. I guess. And if
0: they crack them, then that's how you join the, the organization.
1: Okay, so of course it There's started a with 4chan in
0: this image, and it will lead you to something find it and it will lead you to finding us we look forward to meeting the few that make it all the way through good luck that's
1: the coolest thing though
0: I like it Forum users speculate as a marketing or practical joke, or perhaps even an NSA recruitment program. You I've want he- it
1: to be. You want it to be a recruitment program.
0: I've actually heard of similar things where some guys got approached on a bus stop, right? And just were handed a weird code, and when they cracked it, it turned out to be part of this code-breaking club. Like an invitation to show up right. at this time and place.
1: The coded message leads to a decoy, which in turn contains a clue, which leads to more secret codes and hidden riddles. All signed
0: 3301. Codebreakers breakers reveal a phone number which when called plays a recorded message which leads to a secure website with an image of cicada and a countdown oh jesus so wait what happened when it got to the countdown the countdown expires and reveals coordinates for locations in the u.s europe and asia I would go there. Yeah, I I would check that out. Unless
1: it's like Delaware. At these
0: locations, hunters find posters of a cicada proving 3301 is a global organization.
1: And a phone number and a QR code.
0: Individual tasks are sent to code breakers, but when details are leaked, the tests are changed and leakers are disqualified.
1: One month after it began, 3301 announces it has found what it is looking for. It issues a statement denying claims that 3301 is a hacker group. There will be more opportunities like this one. Anonymous source leaks an apparent email from 3301 in which it identifies itself as as a think tank. Oh, it's a think tank, huh? It is unknown who, if anyone, completed the final test or what happened to them. Oh, they're super hackers now. Yeah. They got sword fished. At January four, two 2013, Cicada 3301 starts a second recruitment drive. This time the tasks are harder, including a coded musical track. Oh, that's awesome. Is that what we're listening to? Which we're listening to oh, right now in the video. Cool. I like this music. I want
0: to just jam to this
1: while doing this, yoga. This music, again, we'll put this on the podcast website, is much like uh, in Valsar Galactica, the song that you hear at the Cylons here. No one knows who 3301 is or what they are doing. My guess, if I had to guess, that
0: they are an independent organization that really wants to have these super hackers so that they can just crack government codes.
1: Yeah, or at least like, if you want to get people who are actually like down to be this, you want people who are like obsessed with this sort of thing and will yeah. totally get into it. And Or what if it's like, reverse anti-agency where you go and you follow and you go through all the hurdles and you walk into a room it's like your final test and, and they, they just, just kill you. yeah they just kill you they're like we need to eliminate all these wow
0: threats. so it could be a trap yeah it could be a trap they
1: found what they're looking you never, for Because you wouldn't you wouldn't know either way that's super cool though uh it said in the video that the clues were out january 4th of this year did not see them uh if anyone can find it guys can someone get in cicada 3 301 for us and like yeah like just get us email us like, what it's about just like every once in a while just like send us an email like hey guys what's going on inside the organization blah 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 uh trying to kill obama's daughters whatever like blah 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 blah. like, like <laughs> oh, i shouldn't do that and like okay like <laughs> that's our conversation <laughs> well this kind of
0: reminds me of uh at the cia headquarters there's a sculpture that was commissioned by an amateur cryptographer and sculptor obviously apparently there's four lines of code right and each one is successively harder to crack some sort of message, and no one in the entire world has ever been able to crack the fourth code. So it's Ooh, possible
1: That's like the final doorway to go through.
0: Yeah, to join Cicada three three oh one. Well thank you. That was awesome. I, I like that cool. a
1: lot. Another one from Luke O'Connorable, which sounds so nice. Oh you're you're a connorable no. old man. Oh Luke O'Connorable. Uh says, "Hey, Aaron and Chad, I am thoroughly enjoying your show. Thank I've laughed, you. been fascinated, and just had so much fun. May we try. Hope you guys keep this up because it's great content. And I sincerely mean this. Thank you. That's I was so show. happy to hear you guys chat about my top three favorite paranormal topics: the diatlov Love Pass incident, the yep. Bloop, and Goatman, which is all my, great. Goat my personal favorite. One of the suggestion is the Ningen. I believe is how you say it. Weird stuff is on the net, and I have a very molder look at it, even the silly stuff." I want to believe because it's fun. And you guys keep it really, really fun. Notice, this become a ramble. It's really not too bad. You only got two sentences. You're okay. No, that was fine. But we, seriously, we you did great worse. work. So, uh, looked up the Ningen uh, on the cryptid oh, Jesus. wikia. Oh, no. And it's super horrifying. I mean, That's, obviously, like, Photoshop No, no,
0: no, no, no. You don't like
1: this? Why don't it's you like so this? It's so scary. Is it because it doesn't have arms?
0: It doesn't have arms. It's okay. Well, so, sometimes. the Ningen is, some, is like a Japanese cryptid, a, a cryptozoological creature. I guess,
1: it, I guess there's different different ones it's not just like the bigfoot but the idea that there's multiple of them uh kind of reading off of the cryptids wiki, reportedly observed on multiple occasions by crew members of government-operated whale research ships, these so-called Ningen, I guess also translates to humans, are said to be completely white in color with an estimated length of 20 to 30 meters. Oh, no. Yeah, it's awesome. I don't so like So they're just giant, you don't really like this? This is really getting you more than I thought it would. Well, I, I mean, it just... He looks kind of cute. I mean, I guess if you saw one of these, just like... Yeah,
0: here's the thing. He's cute, and then you get up close to him, and he's like the size of a whale, yeah. and then he opens his mouth, and he has needle
1: teeth. Well, they look like walking Rows and rows of needle and he just eats you oh uh, I like that um, oh no he's trying like white whale man I, I like that a lot I want to really be a friend with him uh, they're yeah. just like in
0: the water and walking on ice. They have no arms. They're just like these weird whale men <laughs> yeah.
1: walking I, around. Eyewitnesses I describe them as having a human-like shape, often with legs, arms, and even five-fingered hands. <gasps> Something to describe as having fins or a large mermaid-like tail instead of legs. So a lot of the images, too, that are put on them all over the place. There's like one that looks like it's almost like uh, the angels from Evangelion, like uh-huh. just the raw form in the water. One looks like kind of like a porpoise. And the one that's really terrifying for whatever reason is like a giant being... Which looks like from the where the wild things are. The movie yeah. just like walking on jigwine That's the one that bothers me more. Which is a face. You could just kind of see that thing bending over and eating you.
0: Yep. Just sucking you up with its needle
1: teeth. Uh, according to one account, crew members on deck observed what they initially thought was a foreign submarine in the distance. Uh, when they approached however, it became clear from the irregular shape of the thing that it was not man-made. It was alive. The creature quickly disappeared underwater popular thread attracted the attention of many readers from outside the two channel community the november 2007 issue of mu magazine a japanese publication devoted to the study of paranormal phenomena featured an article about the antarctic humanoids so i mean they're kind of like all over the place they're actually a little less defined probably based on this than like a bigfoot where you have more of an idea of i mean because there's a lot of images and they're all like mostly they're all Photoshop concepts but they're horrifying they look like um Guillermo del Toro monsters. Oh, absolutely. Like That's pale white Guillermo that. del Toro monsters. It could be kind of a Pacific rim, different sizes, like Like kind of cute, but also just imagine god, them coming at you. No. Pretty horrifying. Very much like angels from Evangelion. And I, I guess you could have like they could just be creatures similar to our own we seen underwater. Wait, is that a video there? Ninjas on
0: a, tape? There is a video Play of that. it. Oh god, what's that in the distance?
1: It looks like it has eyes. It There's like, like a weird head.
0: It looks like a sand
1: salamander. It's insanely large. Wait, what is that? What is that thing?
0: Oh no, 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 thing? no. What no. is that? F me. How big is
1: that? Oh shit. Wait, what is that? What the f man? Wait, that's just we're just looking at it right wait, right, right?
0: No, that it
1: look at that. It's that like the... it's huddled
0: over and like staring at
1: It's uh... like into the ground. That could be like the size of a dog. What is that? I
0: think it's huge based on the, how fast the thing was moving. Oh, God.
1: What? Wait, wait. No, that was like. That's barely moving.
0: Yeah, it was resting or it was dead.
1: Maybe someone made a sandcastle on
0: the bottom of the ocean.
1: Yeah, totally. (laughs) F me, man. Alright, we'll have to put that up on the site for you guys to see. That one's pretty crazy. That ninja, man. I don't like it. Okay, so just all. We'll have to just do a water is is weird episode. (laughs) Matt Flanagan and us again with another one. Uh, you guys are also great, by the way. Just so yeah, know. great stuff. Good uh, job. Matt Flanagan emailed, a follow a YouTuber star named X Room Mod. I think he's the moderator for the 4chan board slash X, the paranormal board. He's a dude named Albert who lives out in rural Missouri. Seriously, this guy lives out in the freaking sticks. I started watching these videos because they kept coming up frequently in searches for paranormal related things. He takes suggestions from fans on paranormal topics and explores them. So far, he's done a lot of videos on ESP, spirit summoning, and messing with a Ouija board with his friends. He calls them experiments. However, he puts his attempts at exploring the paranormal on the internet for documentation purposes in order to build a community of like-minded people who also just want to explore the paranormal, but are mostly likely to chicken shit to do any of it themselves. His latest experiments have involved haunted or cursed objects. One is a oh. doll, another is a box called a Dybbuk Box... What I find funny in all this is that the community he has built has gone from being curious observers like myself to crazy nutjobs who believe everything they fucking see or hear on the internet. I'm sure he just would start attracting people who are looking for that stuff. Yeah, he proved their points anyway. So he probably still has those like solid original fans, Mm -hmm. and now they're just like all the crazy people just drowned him out.
0: He included a video, a link to a video of a guy opening this dibik box, dibuk box, Mm -hmm. which is apparently a it's supposed to hold ghosts, and it was possessed.
1: Yeah, and so, this is a, a box that had been sent to his fans. It is
0: 11.56 p.m., almost midnight. This is the box, still sealed. It appears to be a treasure chest but with a wax like seal. But it's like a toy box with like a wax candle on it. I'll be sure to note if I feel anything strange or if I see anything strange. Which I assume contains demons inside. He's about to cut it open. See the objects inside? Oh, weird. So there's a bunch of cursed objects inside after he broke the wax seal. It looks like some old ash or something. Plant matter and sand? Like pieces of teeth. Yeah, that's probably, oh god, that's probably like a burned person. Teeth and well, ash. I
1: think I could have made that and sent it to him.
0: Yeah, but they probably took it out of like, grandpa's ashes. I want you to communicate with me in some way now. I want you to possess me now. That's pretty cool. I like that this guy is sort of the pioneer in curse studies. <laughs> Check
1: him out. Check him out. Another email from Franklin Robertson. Hello, Aaron and Chad. I'm a fan of your podcast and thought I would share a couple of paranormal events that happened that I barely believe myself. When I was younger, currently I'm 16, so this is fresh in my mind as this event has just stopped. About the age of nine, my grandfather bought me a box of action figures. In it, there was a Cyborg T-1000 with an arm that has a fold-out rocket launcher. That's pretty cool. Completely awesome to young me, yeah. Completely awesome to old me. So the first (laughs) event, yeah, I want that. So the first event from this was I was playing with this action figure outside, pew 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 pew. When my mother called me in for supper, I left my toys outside. By the way, this ends with like the toy has moved and was like is sentient and lives. I'm freaked out. Go on. Time passed. I went to bed and remember I left all my toys outside. I went to my mom, but the cyborg guy was standing on a side table. I still went to my mom and said I thought I left the toys outside they were outside i just figured i brought the cyborg in with me and didn't remember later there were more minor accidents like i thought i laid that toy in a lane position not a standing position or i thought that i was in the closet <coughs> so time passed and my family and i moved and i hadn't seen any of my toys in a while i've moved onto a a gameboy advance sp all my toys are boxed up haven't even touched them and then i see that the cyborg is on my dresser ooh so i pick it up bring it to the living room and say to my parents Remember this creepy thing? We just kind of laughed about it. So I end up just laying it down on a dresser we have in a hallway. Just didn't have room in any of the rooms. Did you just send yourself up for the toy to freak you out?
0: So this, uh, uh, I can already say, this sounds like a horror movie version of Toy Story. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> like the toys it's, coming It's alive small soldiers. Walked to the kitchen for a snack and the toy was standing there on the table. It freaked me out. I told my friend about this and we decided to do tests to try to get it moving on camera. My camera ended up going dead. Oh, God. Double A, so we gave up for the day. The toy showed up in the hallway on the way to my room. (laughs) I told my parents. They didn't believe me about it before this point. They kind of just laughed about anything I said it did. They gave into us how freaked out I was, so my dad grabbed the toy, went outside, and chucked it into the woods. You can probably guess what happened next. Oh, no. It showed up the next morning. My dad said when he gets off work, he's going to try to bury it since he has freaked out. We buried it and it came back it again. No, we were all freaked out at this point, so we ended up burning it. Oh, do that now! It's just gonna kill you now. it's Now you've unleashed yeah. the, the spirit within. This is almost completely unbelievable, and still to this day freaks me out. It was like how Goatman is creepy because you don't know what the motives. That's true. I mean, I guess unless he just wants to strangle in your sleep. Like, why would a toy like, writing this? I am still afraid it isn't gone. This ended about three years ago, scarring me. It wasn't possible for my parents to do this as a prank because this would happen even when they were gone. So, Frank, that's terrifying. You know, it's easy to say, like,
0: oh, you were a kid and your parents were just cleaning up or moving around or something. Like but it seems like it persisted well after into your adulthood. Unless I'm mistaken, I think Franklin actually included an image, a picture of the doll. And send it to us, and it is one of the most terrifying oh, I, things. I totally
1: recognize it. It's from the show Max Steel. I totally remember it. He was like just the generic bad guy. Oh god! It, it,
0: the the image crashed your computer. <laughs> it's controlling it from beyond the fire. It is one of the most scary things. And if I woke up and saw that on my nightstand, I would probably run away. Not
1: to not to poo poo your story. If I was a dad. <laughs> I would totally do this to mess with my son all the time. (laughs) I would totally do the like, oh yeah, we'll take care of it. I threw it in in the woods while you're getting dinner, or while you think you're sleeping. He's like, goes and gets out of the woods, or like, yeah, totally would mess with. Like, I would love to do that. Or the doll had possessed the dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the dad
1: and the toy were working in cahoots to kill the son. Yeah. Franklin actually said a few more stories. I hope that you enjoyed reading what happened to me. I have another thing that happens in my house. I'm not sure about ghosts. My theory is 4D objects seen in the 3D plane by people. Interesting theory. That's besides the fact. Sometimes when walking through one area of my house, you'll feel like it's being watched. On occasions, we have seen a floating shadow in the middle of the hall. Oh, we, like your spooky. whole family? Yeah, Not like witnesses. on a door or something, but broad daylight, a shadow goes past a doorway. Nothing would it is to project on. I have seen a floating bright light moving at night as well. I hope this one is just my imagination. I could go into more detail, but calling this is kind of chilling to me. If you want to like to hear more about this part, please reply.
0: Oh, that's so freaky.
1: So, I mean, the fact you're like, I can't really talk about it because the ghosts are affecting my brain. (laughs) Well, Franklin, stay safe. So then he emailed us a couple days later and said, "Uh, I told you about the floating shadow that only appears in a certain part of my house. Well, it seems I was either mistaken or whatever it has been has become more active Oh no! as there have been more sightings in my house of this in another room, our dining room. Before when I emailed you, this figure would only be seen once or twice a month. It's now more like that on a weekly basis. I'm going to go into more detail of what this actually looks like, other than just shadow, because that's a hedgehog, because it's not exactly that. It's more like this picture the Hubble took of a nebula, but darker and less detailed. Oh no, it's a nebula shadow it's like, it's monster. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like an antimatter monster. Oh, oh no! Oh dude, that has, F- like, man. that has like eyes and teeth. That's a
0: horrible. Uh, Hubble took that?
1: Yep, that is that's, a, that's a definitely a space demon. You you have a space
0: monster in your
1: house. It never has a defense. <laughs> it never has a definable shape to it. Back to what I was saying before though. <laughs> I wonder if you just moving. On. I was like, by well, the way, well that's in my house. Ignoring moving the fact on. that I have a shadow monster. Love the monster. podcast. <laughs> Back to what I was saying before though, it has been more active in the dining room, so I downloaded this EMF app to my mother's Nexus 7. The little bar that went from green to red with a little pin on it, instantly to red throughout most of the entire house. Electromagnetic frequency. Yeah, I'm a bit skeptical of those apps as a sensor that is in devices isn't made to read signals like that. Yeah, I'd be a little skeptical too of like sure, an iPhone. But then it went crazy. Yeah, they went crazy. But however, on Saturday and Sunday, my father and I ran out our stuff to the septic line and under that dining room, my dad found a small ceramic plate. We took it out from under there, and I have never seen anything since in the dining room. Though I haven't been in there often, as the only thing is there is the 360. And frankly, I've been avoiding going in there. 360 slam! Here's my theory. He starts seeing this shadow nebula
0: space monster in his house, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then he starts seeing the dining room. And then he sees a plate taken out of the dining room and in the garage. I think... That the shadow space nebula monster was hungry, and he was just a space hobo. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> just hanging out. I like to think that there's some sort of lost ghost with some sort of ceramic plate that was tied there. And then when you removed it, it was really the ghost was just upset that that last piece of a ceramic collection, like, let's say... All of the Catholic popes, like, just there was that one plate that had been kept with the collection, like, in the movie, and it got left and fell through a crack in the floor. Uh-huh. And it was driving that ghost so crazy that it came back from heaven, aka space, to make things right. And to reunite, like, you know, Pope John Paul II ceramic plate with the other popes. <laughs> with Pope Ratzinger. The best popes of all time, yeah. <laughs> also, again, could, totally could be your dad just fucking with you. Yeah. Like, could be. oh, son, help us down. You've been hearing some crazy stuff about the living room. What's this? That's a weird, it's a weird plate under here. Hmm. Mm. Your EMF reader's
0: going crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, that's what I As do. As he's waving
0: a magnet over it.
1: <laughs> XX emailed us saying, I thought I would send in another story about a celebrity that was replaced, like the ones you guys talked about in the doppelganger episode. You've probably heard the argument that Elvis didn't die on the toilet because that wasn't Elvis. Usually people just... Really? Usually people (laughs) just mean that he wasn't the same as he was in his earlier days. However, there is a theory that eventually Elvis started to hate the fame and the attention he was getting. The story goes that after a while, he gave his life away to someone who looked like him and who could also play his music. Huh. The impersonator that went off the rails with his newly found fame and riches and eventually dies while the real Elvis retired happily and quietly. It is then unclear whether he's still alive or he died of age, since he would now be around 80 or could have died of illness. So basically he would be the Andrew W.K. of Elvis. Yeah, he also mentions, because uh, this is on my viewing list, I haven't seen it, this theory is used as the backstory of a film called Double Hotep. Where an elderly Elvis living in a retirement home, fights off an ancient Egyptian mummy. I don't remember the movie, did they actually ever say that he's Elvis, or just clearly Elvis. I think Elvis? it
0: strongly implies it, but the other guy he's with is JFK, who got race-changing surgery.
1: <laughs> he's right. a black guy, yeah. That's right. I just want to say that I love the show. Keep it up, guys. Uh, Yeah, I hate... I my, uh, I would buy that, except I've seen the autopsy photos. I definitely believe... And we could talk more about it. I definitely believe Andy Kaufman, totally alive. Yeah. I believe Andy Kaufman's still alive out there. He did a totally did a switch. Faked his death. Maybe Tupac. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tupac. Elvis is a weird one because he's just such a perfect, like, everyone was around him all the time. and being harder to do a switch. Here's what I think what happened with Elvis. I think
0: everybody wanted that to happen because they didn't want to believe that the young, swarthy, like, movie star who played all those great tunes, like Don't Tell mm-hmm. Mama and stuff, became the weird, the wreck of a fat person. Yeah. wreck of a person who eats peanut butter banana sandwiches and abuses yeah, antacids like, until his... Colon became a chalky powder.
1: My parents uh, saw Elvis when he was young. See, my dad saw
0: Elvis's last performance ever before he died.
1: Yeah. And in
0: that performance. And he, killed him. he my dad pulled out a rifle. Yeah. He was just like meandering on the stage, forgetting lyrics. Oh. Obviously looked like uncomfortable and didn't want to be there, just sweating buckets. Yeah, yeah.
1: My dad my dad recalled in when in he was jumpsuit. when Fat Elvis like wiped his sweat with his scarf and he'd always throw it out to the ladies. And, and everyone and just was, got it, out of the way they, no, like it's <laughs> yeah, like, 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 just a fat man's sweat like it's not even like a pretty guy anymore <laughs> yeah
0: so I think everybody it may be a case of wishful thinking but I want to believe too
1: uh, we also got a ton of stuff on Twitter. I won't go through all of them because you guys have been really good about sending us stuff at Twitter on, at Paranoia yeah, Shop. We
0: just wanted to do a, a quick shout out to all you guys who have tweeted at us, sent us very nice things, compliments on and responses. We got a lot of awesome
1: fan mail. Yeah, like Alex Hegley made this awesome magazine for Explosive Magico, like a fake cover for it. Tom with Fist sends us awesome jokes all the time. Prince Mono always sends us good feedback. Sam McCain, Ed Burdick, Bear Dead is really, really great. Almighty Corks is always great. These are all awesome as far as sending us more stuff. What are some other people who have sent us things? Uh, we got a really funny thing of the Black
0: Knight after our Extra Extraterrestrial episode. Someone was like, I think I know what it is. And you took the photo I put up and turned it into a cat. <laughs> it was actually pretty pretty clever. Basil
1: Carlos always sent really good stuff. Mistress Harper.
0: Mistress Harper actually live tweeted marathoning our entire catalog. Oh, that was
1: great. Yeah. I mean, We love that. I don't know you, why Mrs. you would Harper. do that to yourself, but thank you for I it. I do. And uh, believe me, you had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one, uh, if it's actually true, was uh, the Crim Show Crow said uh, his friend didn't want to go camping after he was made to listen to our Goatman episode. Yeah, our Monsters episode. I hope you actually got to ruin a camping trip because of it. (laughs) Uh, But guys, seriously, thank you so much for all the tweets you always send our way. Um, And thanks for the collaborations
0: that we actually did with another podcast called Midnight Marinara. They were a big fan of our uh, podcast enough to invite Chad and I on. To do a a voiceover of their podcast, which does like live theatrical reenactments of classic yeah. If you ever want to hear pasta.
1: Aaron and I pretend to be a kind of a younger Southern dude an and a, old an old hobo, an old hobo wandering through a wax museum, riding the rails. Yeah, check out that episode of Midnight Mariner. It's uh, it's pretty good. I mean, Aaron does high level voice acting. And I was like, I'm just gonna do me. <laughs> I like to voice act. I'm just gonna do me on this one. I'm do a variation of Chad. Yeah, uh, easy for me to fall into the role. Again, uh, we'll totally change it for episodes. We're also working on our next one, uh, an actual episode coming up. We'll try to respond to your guys' stuff a little bit more timely and have a mailbag section either at the end of each one or we'll split it up. We'll we'll find some way to handle it. But
0: either way, keep sending us your fan mails. Keep sending us your emails. Keep sending us your tweets, your fistulas your crypto zoologies everything you have we would love to take a look at
1: you can follow us on twitter at paranoia shop remember that's s-h-o-p-p-e follow aaron at good aaron follow me at quantum theory and make sure you check out our website paranoiashop.com we will be adding all of the fun videos and images we have on the podcast yes so when you're just sitting in your car like that sounds great but i want to see what you're talking about now you can now you can.
0: And uh, also, if you don't mind, be sure to look us up on iTunes and give us a happy old rating and give us a little review of whatever you like about the show.
1: Yeah, and check out the rest of the stuff on the of Magic Code Network. A bunch of cool stuff. Let's see. WSAD Podcast has just been coming out, and they're giving away free game codes every time. Pretty solid. you want to get free yeah. games? I think I know Joey's scam. I think Joey got them when they were on sale. <laughs> but they're still really good. They're, they're still like, fun games. It's like games like Bastion and stuff. It's not just like, oh, I got this $1 game. They're like solid stuff. Also really cool stuff. Climax. Also things you just listen to. LOLJK. Go check them all out. Let us know what you think. I think from there we'll wrap up here. we got to go watch some Game of Thrones. We're going to watch some Game of
0: Thrones while you listen to a lot more of this cool crypto cicada music. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen to the Ciscata music. <laughs> oh, God, you
1: have to edit Join that. our club. Join thanks. our club. Thanks for listening, guys. Join our club. And thanks for the mail.